0: Hey, you guys, welcome back to Keeping It Simple. This
1: is Luis Sanchez. I'm here with my co host. Hey, I'm Scott Callantine. Welcome to the episode. Let's get started. Hey, you guys,
0: welcome to this episode. This season, if you've been listening, we've been talking about the nuts and the bolts of uh, simple churches and the Simple Church Collective and disciple making. And so we're so glad that you are along for the ride. As a church, Jesus's people. We like to gather, and and one of the key parts of gathering is being in community with one another. Uh, and I, we want to tell you a little bit about one of the things that we do, um, and and. One of our gatherings that we have uh, that may look a little bit different than more traditional kind of Sunday morning style gatherings. Today, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about our equipping gatherings. We're going to talk about the differences between uh, equipping gatherings and a traditional Sunday morning service. Uh, the why of our equipping gatherings, the methods, and and. You know, who shares and where do we have these gatherings? Where do we meet um, the size of these gatherings, that kind of thing? So, Scott, as we start kicking off this episode, let's talk a little bit about the why of equipping gatherings. Why um, do we have equipping gatherings?
1: Yeah, that is a great question. Why do we have an equipping gathering? Well, we need to gather in community with one another, other believers. To be equipped for the work of ministry, we need to equip one another. Ephesians four eleven and 12 says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. See, this is a baseline for equipping. Equipping gatherings are both an inward focus, meaning that equipping or training of believers happens. It's where we gain tools, competencies, understandings, so that we can have an outward focus. This is where the works of service to reach others with the gospel of Jesus happens. It is an inward focus that then propels us to have an outward impact. Yeah. So we're we have equipping gatherings because we see in the text, right,
0: that Jesus calls believers to reach others, and that each believer has been gifted in a particular way to share the gospel with others and to encourage other believers and such. I, I when I think about the Book of Ephesians and I think about you know the gospel. Man, I love Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. And a little bit earlier, a couple of chapters before um, chapter 4, chapter 2, there's like this very, very popular section. Um, and people love verses 8 and 9 of chapter 2, right? They talk about, for by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not by your own doing. Uh, this is the gift of God. It's not a result of works, right? Amen to that, right? Uh so that anyone could boast and it's not a result of where i know people you know have tattoos on that and love that and man i believe that the gospel right is is given to us free right but it's important to point out that we have been freed by the gospel look at verse 10 it says for we are his workmanship for a reason now created in Christ Jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand That we should walk in them so we have been freed right from the power of sin from the power of death by jesus's love for free in order to join him on mission right and so i think it's important that we share a gospel that's complete Right. And not just a gospel that is a gospel about just crossing the line Mm -hmm. um, so that, you know, a fire insurance, but say and invite from the very beginning people to join the mission of Jesus Christ. So we believe that corporate gatherings um, should be most of the time focused on equipping. And I'm talking about specifically uh, gatherings for simple church leaders or uh disciple makers right building up Jesus's followers so that they can uh reach others with the gospel you know when we when we think through this we think about like we never should stop learning right we never should stop being equipped and if Jesus has given the, this model, the fivefold ministry, the APEST model, right, and and, and we'll share more about APEST uh, on another episode. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers to equip one another that we may become more and more like Jesus and become more and more mature, mm-hmm. and so that we can join Jesus on mission. And so our equipping gatherings are focused they're more like trainings, right, yeah. and they're they're focused on uh, uh, getting people. Um, the tools and the competencies so that they can join Jesus on mission and live faithfully in uh, their neighborhoods and in their network of relationships.
1: Yeah, that is a great way to frame it, that the apest and what Jesus has left us and and what even Paul writes here is really the reason why we believe in equipping gathering. And as we are disciples of Jesus, we are continually learning, continually growing. There's sanctification that happens. We are continually needing to be equipped. There are new areas of our life that we need to be equipped in. But let's focus on the what of the equipping gatherings. That's kind of the why that we covered. But the what is, what is it? Maybe what's the difference between an equipping gathering and a traditional Sunday service? Equipping gatherings have a lot of overlap with traditional church services. We love to sing. We love our, our worship to be expressed in song. So we try to have two or three songs of worship at our equipping gatherings. We read scripture together. We, we include the Bible. We center on Jesus in these times. And we've taken communion together. Not every time, but sometimes we want to recenter on Jesus through communion. We talk and catch up, and there's always this connection and fellowship that happens at our equipping gatherings but it's not a Sunday morning service. It's different than a traditional church service. See, our gathering is not sermon centric. We don't do three songs and announcements and then transition to a 30, 35, maybe 40 minute sermon then have a closing song in prayer and drop off our offering. That's not what our service is. That's not the equipping gathering. Rather, we try to have a Socratic discussion or cover topics that are relevant to the life of the collective at this time. We've talked about prayer and fasting. We've, we've currently been walking through the starfish in the spirit, and we've talked about decentralized and centralized leadership. We've talked about living on mission and who are to we called, and we've talked about being in community and establishing our irreducible minimums, which we had several episodes on. Go back and listen to those. So these different topics are what kind of form the backbone of our equipping gatherings. And we try and process and have conversations around these topics and what are we actually experiencing? What are we going through? And so this coming Sunday, we actually have an equipping gathering. Yep.
0: We have an equipping gathering coming up on Sunday. And obviously, you know, there's some overlap with a traditional service. Absolutely. Um, But again, like Scott said, you know, it's not focused on... You know the production. It's not focused on uh, the the sermon, um, and it's really about focus on 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 training your leaders and your disciple makers in yeah. your community and caring for them. I think more and more, I think are um, we're flavoring our equipping gatherings to like how do we care for our people in this space and kind of like doing both like training and caring uh at the same time here's an outline though if, if, if you're like thinking like hey practically so what does this look like you know coming up this weekend and, and it's gonna look a little bit different because we have some friends joining us this weekend that are interested in kind of exploring partnership with the collective and seeing if they want to come under the collective and so uh we've been reading the starfish and the spirit together uh and we're taking a break from that um this weekend, but this weekend, what it's gonna look like is, it's gonna have some some elements of a traditional Sunday morning gathering, But, um, but again, the focus is gonna be on training, Discussion and connecting with one another uh, and making sure that we're loved and cared for. So we're going to start off with just a time of prayer, um, and then we're going to do a Discovery Bible study together, a little bit different than on Sunday morning, right? We're going to break up the room probably into two or three, uh, and then we're going to study a text that is relevant to the focus of the morning. And the focus of the morning is going to be on blessed rhythms, uh, incorporating those blessed rhythms in our lives, seeing how the Bible talks about the blessed rhythm and if you're unfamiliar with the Bless Rhythms, the Bless Rhythms, um, uh, Bless is an acronym, an acronym for how we engage people on mission. And it's really important. It's like we do it and then we keep doing it and we do it and we keep doing it. Yeah. It's just a part of how we love uh, the people that are in our neighborhoods and network of relationships. Um, and so then I'll kind of frame um, uh, the rest of our time and then talk about each one of those letters in that acronym and we're going to divvy those up between our team members. Um, someone's going to speak about the B, uh, and B is about beginning in prayer. Someone's going to speak about the L. It's like learning to listen, beginning in prayer and fasting. Listen. Uh, someone's going to speak about the E, about eating together, breaking bread together, right? Um, and and then what that does for the sake of mission. Uh, someone's going to speak about the S, what it's like to serve um. Our community was like to look for opportunities to serve and kind of go deeper and, and how doing that in tangible ways opens doors for the last S, which is the story, right? Sharing your own story, connecting with people, and also sharing the story of Jesus. After that, we're going to pray again, right? Get together to pray again. And then this week, and we don't do this every week, uh, we will wrap up with um, some singing. And so we'll wrap up centering on Jesus, and then we will pray people out, and then send them on to go love some people um, in their neighborhoods and network of relationships.
1: There's a rough roadmap of this upcoming equipping gathering, and every equipping gathering is slightly different. Uh, The amount of people who come or who comes and what we want to cover and talk about is a little bit different. So we don't have like a, a preaching calendar that kind of determines what we go through. It's based on the life of the collective and where we are at, we kind of decide to go from there. But Luis, how do we decide what we want to cover, what we want to get trained on, and where we decide to train our disciple makers?
0: Yeah, I, think, I think you kind of just began to cover that too. It's like, what season are we, we want to ask, ask and answer these questions? Like, what season are our leaders in, or our disciple makers in, and then what tools do they need in order to thrive, or what kind of care do they need in order to thrive in this season? that they're in. So uh, even before we had the language of equipping gatherings, we met together to kind of equip our leaders. And some of the content that we've gone through in the past has been like, we went through Pete and Jerry Scazzaro's Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Right, we did um, Alpha. You know, those are the folks out of England, right? Um, and we did that together so that we can expose our team to it. You know, because it's a part of our disciple-making process. And mm-hmm. so we weren't gonna give people just, hey, here's the box, here's the the tools, train yourself, and then go do this in your own neighborhoods. We said, hey, let's do it as a group, and so that we know what Alpha feels like, and then when we go live, we've gone through it once. Ourselves already, and then we've also gone through the Book of Acts. We felt like it was important, to, you know, at the beginning to like look at the Book of Acts. What you know, micros look like simple churches look like in the book of Acts. What the people did, they broke bread, they hung out, they connected together, the people did mission together, um, and and shared the lostness of their city together. Currently you've already mentioned this, we're going through the starfish in the spirit. And I love the way that we approach um training. Not every like it's not Luis and Scott show every single week. We're not the old the yep. only ones that yep. get to share, right? We pass the ball around, right, to people as they are ready or as they are um, able to share with others. And so even when they're not ready, so here's another cool thing. Ready or not, here Yeah, it comes. yeah. Here, here's another cool thing. Because we are, we also use the equipment gathering as a place to, as an incubator, to train leaders to share and train leaders to, you know, in some of the, to practice some of the, you know, competencies of leading a group, of deciphering some content, of involving other people. And so we've had people that would probably have never lead, lead in the safety of a smaller group that's grace-filled, um, that are all looking to become better leaders for the sake of mission. So currently that's what we are doing. But in the future, we're looking at the, the, the season that we're entering. We're looking at um uh what jesus is calling us to do so we're gonna like this sunday we're gonna keep equipping our people on blessed rhythms we've looked at gospel fluency by jeff vanderstel taking the season to kind of work through that together uh spending some time learning uh, you know and and how to use the apest the genius of jesus right how he left us again apostles prophet evangelists shepherds and teachers spending some time on on learning contemplative prayer and and more of like those contemplative rhythms. And then down the road, I think, and not too far down, where maybe at the beginning of next year, we're looking at um, together entering into a season of kind of self-discovery on how Jesus has shaped each one of us, particularly for the sake of mission, looking at our gifting, looking at our callings, looking at our passion, and how we can uh, maximize those uh, to join what Jesus is doing both in our neighborhoods and our network of relationships.
1: So as we establish these equipping gatherings, we meet in person and online. And we seek to gather at minimum of once a month. So how often do we gather? Well, we gather first Sunday of the month in person, currently uh, with one of our partner churches um, in the Alliance Northwest, we have a network of partner churches, and so we gather uh, one of those. As equipping gatherings are done in the future, they may not have the luxury of uh, a provided space, so they may meet somewhere else. But long term, we want to meet at a space that... New... Accommodates, right? And
0: and will accommodate the simple church leaders and the disciple makers right yeah. from the area.
1: The disciple makers can come in and join... And it may not be at a home and there creates a little bit of a difference between the simple church that happens at that house and the equipping gathering that happens with simple church leaders in a different space so first we meet uh, at the beginning of the month in person and then the third Sunday of the month we meet online part of that is due to where we're at as a collective and having the capacity to meet in person with the capacity to meet in line, it's honestly easy to hop onto a Zoom call or to get together online and process through things. So as a collective, that's what we've decided to do. So that's where we're at currently. We don't see ourselves moving beyond three equipping gatherings a month because we don't want it to be such a regular thing that that becomes our church focus. That becomes our missional environment. Because this is a space to equip you to go be on mission. We, we want to free up your time to actually live into the mission that Jesus okay. has for you. So that's why equipping gatherings are currently twice a month now. They might go to three times a month in some contexts, in some spaces. But right now, this is what we see. This is what we're doing. This is where we're finding success. When we gather every other week, it provides flexibility for us. Mm -hmm. It creates an environment of equipping being a high priority. The average church attender comes to church service about 1.8 times a month. Check me on that, but it's something about that less than two times a month. And if that holds true, if we were to do equipping gatherings every single week, people would be coming to get equipped half of the time. You'd miss out on half of the equipping taking place. So by minimizing how much or how often we gather to do equipping, we actually create a higher priority of equipping. Mm. Less becomes more. And so having two meetings a month increases the priority of needing to gather, and allows for us to process through what we need to talk through, what is important in this season, what do our disciple makers need to be equipped with. Luis, who comes to our equipping gatherings? How open is this environment? Is it an inclusive thing? Is it exclusive? Yeah. How do we determine that?
0: Right. So it's open. Anybody can come to the Equip and Gathering. But if you come to our Equip and Gathering, you're probably going to notice that it's not like your traditional Sunday morning gathering. If you come with the expectation that it's going to be like focused on the unbeliever, a lot of Sunday morning gatherings are focused on... You know they're they're evangelistic in nature, seeker friendly kind yep. of thing. Not that this is not going to be it for that's not what we're doing. You know the people that we're targeting and we're focusing on and we we have in mind when we're prepping and and working through the content that we're gonna that we're gonna be sharing is simple church leaders. And disciple makers within the simple church collective, right? And so some people might call them missionaries. You know, we call these folks disciple makers within our context. And so when we're thinking is like, how can we train our disciple makers to be better disciple makers and to be better lovers of Jesus? How can we care for our disciple makers and how can we give them the tools that they need? So again, this isn't a uh, church service that is evangelistic in nature. So you're probably not going to hear, you know, a full on gospel presentation and nope. You know, you'll hear the gospel and you'll be encouraged to Share the gospel, um, but it's not evangelistic and secret-sensitive in nature. So one I don't thing know if that I th- answers that question.
1: Yeah, I think it's helpful to keep in mind that church is an identity, not an activity. We don't go to church. we in fact are the church. It is who we are in Christ, and as we see the church, gathering throughout the week and living on mission in our neighborhoods and our relational networks, We need that equipping to do that, right? Our equipping service once every two weeks is not the church. It is not our Jesus time, or that's not being a good Christian. No, that's equipping us so that we, for the next two weeks, can go out and be on mission, that we can be better disciple makers or become disciple makers, maybe for the first time. You know, you just mentioned we may not have a full gospel presentation in our equipping gathering because those who come probably know love and follow Jesus already, but we might help you learn how to share the gospel with people in your life and your everyday relationships. And that's the priority of our gathering, right? So that's why we see it important to be equipped. That's why we have these reoccurring and regular equipping gatherings. Yeah. So the church is gathering,
0: but it's not quote unquote church, right? Because each of us are, members of the body of Christ and so the church is gathering and also we're increasingly looking to how can we release and unleash you know the genius of apost at our equipping gatherings how can apostles share and function fully within that and prophets function and evangelists function and shepherds function and teachers function within that and 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 not just there but how do those how does that bleed into the rest of the network in in our simple churches that we are in the rest of the week and then you know at our leadership level and so looking into all of that and and saying hey we are the church more than just on Sunday morning mm. and people should be living into their identity as the body of Christ and as people on mission every day of the week but if you're looking for a church service um that is you know traditional in nature um our equipping gatherings are probably gonna look a little bit different for you and and it probably wouldn't be um uh something like you invite like a first time you know person to to church you know it's like yeah. probably not not no, that. bring
1: them to your simple church correct
0: bring them to your simple church yeah. go be the church during the week and have you know what we would say simple church gatherings you know during the week and and then those are evangelistic in nature those are invitational those are where you say, hey, I wonder what the spirit is doing at work here.' And 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 you partner with the spirit to bring new people into the kingdom, man. All this talk of, of of church and service. I mean, for years I've thought about this, and this is like coming from the you know prevailing model, predominant model, you know, traditional kind of church. And again, we want to say something, and we keep saying it: we're not against Sunday mornings, you know, uh, being a, a great entry point into the kingdom. If it weren't for our partnership with predominant model churches, we wouldn't even have a place to meet for our equipping gatherings, right? Yeah. Because of, you know, the, the, the generosity of our
1: um, partners. Not, but, not only that, but both of us have expressed, I think on the podcast, that is how we came to know, love, and right. follow Jesus, right? right. It's, it's a special place in our hearts. Yep. But we feel Jesus calling us to yeah. something different, a different expression. It's not anti, yeah. it's just different.
0: Yeah. And we're just on a different road, right? And then I think there's ways for the prevailing church churches to partner with micro expressions or simple expressions. And, and we're kind of like living proof of that, that we do that. But as a person that grew up in the church, walked away from the Lord, then came back to the church, you know, and prepared sermons spent sometimes 15 20 hours working on them all that stuff like i always wondered like sitting in the in, in you know in a chair or in a pew whatever you you know whatever it was it's like man is jesus gonna have some questions for us regarding how much time we spent inside this church building you know if you're really involved in the church um you know, and our family was we're spending at least three to four hours at church on Sunday. We're spending, you know, two hours at church with other believers mostly, you know, in the middle of the week. You have a third service, you know, like we had Wednesday night, small group, and then Friday night there was a service. Um, and so you could easily do eight to 10 hours a week inside the building and then not do very much outside of it and then think hey I'm being a faithful follower of Jesus but Jesus doesn't really call us to be faithful churchgoers he calls us to make disciples that make disciples and part of the reality is that all of our time you know that 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 we live with with limits right and mm-hmm. and if we spend a lot of our time you know most of our time waking time at work Many of us. Then we spend time sleeping. We spend time, you know, in extracurriculars, you know, whether that's personal or with your children or whatever. And then we go to church. Like, where is the margin for being on mission, right? And so, what we want to create is the space where we train people, and 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 even are mindful of the limitations that each one of us have, so that we can say, hey, man, hey you 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 got your equipping in for the month, you know not that it was perfect, but go live out the perfect mission of Jesus imperfectly among your neighbors and your network of relationships, and so we don't want to monopolize people's time um as well, and so those are just things I mean, not that I've landed on anything, but I always wrestle with that how much yeah. time Christians spend inside of uh, the church building versus how much time they spend, you know, really living on mission outside of it.
1: We're going to close with this, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Disciple-making, following Jesus well, can be really hard and really lonely. Equipping gatherings provide a place and a space to reconnect with other believers to be encouraged, to be edified, to be built up. This is where the church can come together, encourage one another, to go back into that lonely and hard space with people who do not follow Jesus. At the end of the day, our equipping gatherings, no matter if they change a little bit in style or focus, the entire heart, the entire spirit of our equipping gatherings is to equip Jesus' followers to live on mission in their everyday relationships in the context that Jesus has called them. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Keeping It Simple, where we talk about life and mission in ways that are easy to understand. Stay tuned as we release episodes each Wednesday. We'd appreciate it if you would like, review, share, and subscribe our podcast. Thank you for listening.